0: on this edition of orlando magic pod squad we catch up with magic big man goga bataze as we introduce him to the orlando magic fan base a little backstory on where he came from a little insight into his country of georgia how proud he is of his georgian roots what got him into his love of basketball eventually coming over to the united states getting drafted by the pacers and now this incredible opportunity that he has with the Orlando Magic. And remember, Orlando Magic Pod Squad is brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation. Reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. If you've been drinking, don't get behind the wheel. Instead, find a sober driver or catch a ride service. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. Have a great night and drive safe. So much to get into, including my favorite story, the Green Goblins, on this edition of Magic Pod Squad with Goga Bataze. This is Franz Wagner of the Orlando Magic. This is Cole Anthony. This is Jevin Suggs. This is Paolo Banchero of the Orlando Magic. And you're listening to the Pod Squad. And welcome, everyone, to the latest installment of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Dante Marcatelli, Jake Chapman, George Galate. And we're joined by Magic Big Man Goga Batazze. Kind enough to join us, the 18th overall pick in 2019 in his second year with the Orlando Magic. And Go, I bet you don't know what to do with yourself with three days off here without a game. This has been finally you had a little bit of a break in the schedule. How have you been enjoying the last few days?
1: Yeah, it's really unusual, you know. You (laughs) don't get three days between games. Like uh, it feels kind of, kind of odd, kind of weird. But at the same time, we get to you know relax a little bit. You know, this season is so long and uh, uh, so heavy schedule that you don't really get so much rest. So. We got the rest yesterday. Uh, today we had great uh, great practice, you know, man. Um, yeah, usually just also take some time off, talk with family, friends, back home. The timing is off. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to spend as much time as I can with them during the, during the days off. So it's pretty good. And I guess we're going to have fresh bodies, people kind of banged up. So yes. the, time, the extra two, three days is really going to help us.
0: Have you seen a schedule like this uh, since you've been I know it's I know it's your fifth season in the NBA, but if you do you remember seeing it as, as crazy and as much travel and long trips like we've had to start this year?
1: Yeah, it's so crazy that sometimes I don't even know where we're going. Like I just like how oh, good. Up Not up just me there. Yeah. yeah, up <laughs> on the plane Ben, I'm asking, like, oh, where are we going? And all of a sudden they hit us with the oh, it's a five hour flight and four hour <laughs> flight. Like, oh man, boy, uh I mean, we are blessed. It's basketball, you know. This is here. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this all of us since we're kids. So and most more games, like also like you have bad games, and the next one is like day after or next day, and then you get to go back at it and uh, refresh your mind mindset. You refresh your mind, and uh, it's it's hard, but we're we're pretty blessed to have this opportunity. Uh, how we travel as well, like it's easier. So. Uh we can't really complain. Go what's the what's the time difference
2: between here at home? Right now it's nine hours. They're nine hours. So that yeah. so does so does it is it hard to, to catch up with family or, or or do you just have to budget your time accordingly to make sure you know, you know, when you can catch whoever you're trying to get a hold of?
1: Yeah, man, it's hard. It's it's really hard because obviously my family like they, they have things to do as well. So like it's kinda hard for both of us or all of us at the same time to be, you know, free and have time, but they really make it easy for me, you know, sometimes they stay up late just, just to talk, just, just talk with me and uh, uh, either sometimes I I call them late or they call me early before practice. It's hard, but uh, it's been, it's been five years kind of adjusting, we all adjusted to that and also. Not a lot happening, you know, like I can't talk to them every single day. Not a lot happening. They see <laughs> right. me play. They know I'm healthy. That's all that matters. So uh
2: yeah, man, kinda got used to this. How do they catch your game how do they catch your games? Is it uh take delay? Do they do they get lead pass and try to watch you live? I mean, they probably can't watch you live. It's work time. Yeah, not all the games cause it's so late. It's yeah. so late
1: out there. But uh in the morning, you know, like when we finish games it's kinda it it's kind of early in the morning there, so they wake up early, see that oh, either how I, how we did, how the team did, how I did that I'm healthy, and uh, that's pretty much it. So many games that I can't discuss all the games with my family, you know. Sure. So uh, either they wake up early or stay once in a while to watch the game, but they're not watching all the games. I, I don't want them to watch all the games. They gotta get <laughs> their sleep. Yeah. So, do you spend most of your off back home? Uh, yeah last couple seasons uh it's been rough you know with national team as well uh, a lot going on uh, for my first two years I was trying to be uh, be over here uh I was in the Indy most of the time you know as, as your rookie kind of getting it adjusting into the league you need more time to be out here but right now that I've you know uh matured have grown uh, uh most of the time I'm trying to stay home you know I got all my friends. All the people out there I mean there's stuff to do as well help my family uh with with some things you know and uh, also me being around them just uh, they they really miss it I miss being around family just like not doing anything just being out there so that's the most refreshing thing I can do uh so usually I'm out there most of the summer I had a whole bunch of questions about Georgia but I don't think we have
0: time to get through all of them but I'll just ask you what do you miss most non-family not non non-personal things is it is it a food is it a type of dish what do you miss most from back home
1: uh it used to be food uh first couple years but now just the aura like being around the people like even uh going outside see like hearing the georgian language you know all around hearing my language just seeing the streets that i grew up in seeing the buildings you know seeing the things changing and uh just exploring because it's like you in one year a lot can change yeah and you're growing back and you're not seeing all of it like and the georgia is like really really beautiful like a lot of mountains a lot of uh, a lot of good places to visit it's a small country but it's just so heavy loaded with like beautiful places so uh just just being in my country i'm i really love my country so just being out there the feeling that i get the everything feels amazing just even like with waking up with my you know, my mom being there, my aunt aunt auntie being there, and just even like getting the morning coffee is just amazing, man. And uh, yeah, that's that those kind of moments that I missed.
0: I love that he, he's he's used the word aura, George. He's not from this country, yeah. and he's got a better grasp of the language than you do. Is that There's that's, no that's, doubt? There's no <laughs> doubt about that. <laughs> it's amazing. What else can you tell us about about Georgia? And you know, you're you, now you start playing basketball, right? I imagine you you probably didn't grow up watching a ton of NBA basketball, right? But what uh, what made you kind of want to go down that path? Did you play soccer? Did you play other sports? Tell us how you kind of started with basketball.
1: The yeah, first thing they ask me about Georgia, I always bring it up. Like I'll be like, do you like wine? And they'll be like, yeah, of course. I'll be like, yeah, we invented the wine. We're the first country to make wine. Um, and I love Georgia. That's I why Georgia is my favorite. But all, we're the first country They just found the roots of all this grape grape in Georgia, so we we invented the wine. So I bring that up. Uh everybody Fantastic. sold. So, <laughs> I am sold.
0: Yeah, so is that so is everybody else. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, that's right. Well you got beautiful places. You got mounds you said. You're on the water. A lot of it's on the water and there's so much history there it looks like Goga.
1: Yeah, it's really old country as well. Like huge history and you can see like just so much. So much is now it's they're mixing with the you know new things. They're adding new things obviously um and it's just it's just amazing every every teammate they're, they're telling me oh we come to Georgia I'm like yes please like just come so I, I feel like I have
0: like 100 people coming to Georgia this summer so it's gonna be a busy one but um, well, now it's 103 because we're
1: coming yeah, yes 100% you're <laughs> always welcome we're uh really huge with our hospitality like people really you know love the um, tourists and the people from other countries and if you come, you're gonna
0: really enjoy it. So, very yeah. cool. You asked another question, right? Well, in basketball. So now you got this beautiful country, and I'm sure, you know, I I, I don't know how big it is uh, sports and basketball in your country, but what, what kind of got you into that?
1: Uh, first of all, my dad uh, used to play. Uh, we, first, he started uh, wrestling sambo. It's called the, the type of wrestling. Uh, uh, he was wrestling, then he was. Uh, professional basketball player and also my mom is really not really tall but like tall for a lady and my dad was six, 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 seven. so uh, I, I was tall from the beginning I was a huge kid so uh, at first I started they put me in the basketball like obviously it's your kid you don't really understand it the coach was really rough on us I didn't really enjoy it you know was on and off then I was playing um, football soccer uh for a little bit they, they told me no you're too tall you can't do that <laughs> uh and at the end I stopped for playing for a year like some uh, issues you know um it was rough and then I remember my coach our coach came in my in my classroom because I was trying to hide from him like <laughs> and he was like you have to come back this and that so I came back slowly fell in love with basketball and uh also all my friends you know was uh that that I really have and they're friends with now, like we played in the same team, so they made it easy. Uh, we was a classmates as well, so they made it easy. And also, uh, my when I say this, but it was the rough times at home, at home like uh, in Tbilisi, Georgia. Uh, not as rough as it was before, but it was rough. So like the, that basketball being the in the sports was 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 better for me than doing other things. So. Sure. Uh, um, they really, I guess, that was great decision for me and my family. And uh, uh, shout out to my, you know, uh, my parents. You know, they really like pu- pushed me. My mom and my dad really pushed me to play and uh, really supported me. It was rough at times, but you know, building the struggle. So, it's been come a long way.
0: That's great.
2: How long, go Now, it was when you came over when you got drafted and you got drafted by Indiana? Had you been to the States before? Was that your first time in the States? First time that I got
1: here was uh, MBPA Top 100 Camp. Uh, Don't remember where it was. uh, was. Yeah, that was the first time. And then I came back uh, for pre-draft that I did in New York. So that was pretty much first. But first time that I was here MBPA, I didn't get to see a whole lot. So the pre-draft was actually the first time that I really get to see the culture and the kind of like um, everything.
2: I like to ask a lot of the the guys that aren't from America, you know, that we've had on the podcast or we've had just come through the halls here. That, that's got to be hard for an 18, 19 year old kid to, I mean, you're not just leaving home. You're leaving, you're leaving your country. You're leaving everything behind to come learn this dream of yours. I mean, how hard was that, you know, first year or even the second year? I mean, when did you finally start to just settle in to, to being an NBA player and being away from, from home. That's got to be hard. It is hard for people who
1: hasn't done before. So who hasn't done it before, who hasn't been to that struggle before. But I left my country. I was uh, 15 turning 16. I went to play to the, in Serbia. And I left my family, my friends, everybody uh, when I was 15. And it was like, it's not like you get three or four months off during summer. It was all work, Two two practices a day, every single day games and I was getting like a week off a year like week wow. or 10 days off yeah to get go back home and see my family and the, when you like it was three or four days during the new years and it was like a week or like 10 days in
0: oh some goodness
1: yeah so when you go during new year it's like three four days you fly there you jet lagged, you're already tired that day you're losing that day and you were there for two days. You have to see all the people. Oh. And then back and then turn so, around, go. Do it. I was I was so used to it, and uh, I knew I like I had to do this. There was like no doubt in my mind that oh now I can like not do this or I was just I had so much people behind the you know behind my back like so much people I had to take care of so much you know people was. I, I didn't believe I was that good but like people always believed in me always told me like you're able to do it like uh and all that so there was no never really a doubt even when I got to Serbia's rough like 15 year old kid in different country like you don't know nobody um uh, struggling so uh yeah man I mean th- but also my family just I
0: knew I had to do it and they never doubted me so yeah you know, I think, uh, I think that that's when you met Dayan Milijovic, right? And, and I think about, you mentioned the other day that he kind of helped raise you. And it makes sense. You're 15, 16 yeah. years old when you go over there and you meet the, had to have been like a father to you. And and, I, and again, we're all so sorry uh, for the loss of Dayan. I know that that hits home for you, but just kind of tell us about that relationship.
1: Yeah man, first day I got here David was not my coach because he was with the first team, like the main team. I was, obviously I was fifteen, I was not playing right in the um, for, for him. But uh from the jump, like I used to go and like work out once a month with uh with the older guys with the main team and like he would just he would be like really like paying attention and like I think it, like he he was see like what I am right now, like way before and uh once I got to the First, first team. Let's uh, let's call it that way. And I got to work with Dayan. It was every single day. We was working on I, I don't know just basic hook shots, basic basic things for like hours, hours. Like staying after practices. Obviously, we we hated it because we had two breaks and then we was doing extra work. It was like right. We was living in there, so uh, that was amazing. Also, like he was just being around. Well, him then he, he he had such a positive energy like it was it was amazing like always smiling like anybody you see like always smiling and always had that smile on him like bright face just bringing that amazing energy even now like it's it's it's, it's hard man it's hard to sure. believe like believe that it's, you know he has gone like the, the, the i feel like good people live lives us early, like God take, yeah. taking them with with them. You know, he, he wants good people for, for him. So, um, yeah, just, um, uh, he was amazing. Re- shaped not only me, but so many other players into the players we are today and helped so many families, you know, who, uh, change lives. Like let's, let's call them so many people's lives, not just with basketball, just overall, like how he approached the game, how he approached the life. Well, A lot of us learned a lot from day on, and he's he's gonna
0: be missed for sure. Well, I know he's proud of you, Goga, and the job that you've done, and the player you player and person you've become. So, so kudos to you. Appreciate you,
1: appreciate you, man.
0: Goga, there had to be moments along along that that path before you even arrive at the NBA where you're going. I'm too young for this. I'm this is this is this is so much work to be asked of of a teenager. And I would imagine those voices, those those positive voices in your ear, are the ones that kind of pulled you through. To the other side, but they, but I but take us through that. Were there times where you said, I, This is too difficult?
1: Oh man, uh, probably first time when I left my country, I never wanted to leave my country because I, I thought I would never be, I I thought I, I didn't have enough. Like, for there was always a dream to get to the NBA, but it was never like real real dream, like, I never thought it was real. And uh, just see the family situation as well, like, I had to do something. Um, you know, help my f- family. I was, even before I started playing basketball, I was trying to like work little jobs, like sell watermelons, sell grapes, like trying to trying to do little things to help my family. And then it was like, okay, I'm getting paid. Or, as soon as I got to Serbia, I was already getting paid because I was basically professional already, like just playing professionally. So even that, I wasn't getting paid a lot, but even that like was helping my family and people. Uh, so much and I love to take care of the people around me so there was like okay I can play basketball like it's hard obviously you gotta work every single day extremely hard be away from your family but I was like at the end of the day it's gonna pay off and even if if it if I don't make it to the NBA I'm taking care of the people I'm helping my family and then and I'm living a healthy lifestyle uh so I think also being alone and just thinking and uh listening to my mom talking to my mom talking to my family and just um I think like I was pointing out and thinking about the right stuff I had the right mindset uh it's hard but it's gonna get better at the end so I just stayed positive because also when I got to Serbia I wasn't playing at all like it was struggle like really struggle I had to fight 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 for my minutes uh but I think that
2: made me much stronger when did you realize, Goga, that it was was really a possibility to come to the NBA? What 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 age? Like, where were you? What click? Did somebody did somebody say something to you that actually turned the corner for you? When when did that moment really turn from a dream into well, hell, this is going to happen for me. Like, I'm going to get drafted in the first round. This is happening. When did that happen? Oh man, uh, I'd like to call myself a humble
1: guy. So you can brag here. It's, a, <laughs> it's a, just a stretch. Yeah, right. It's not <laughs> safe. Space. I don't have Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I call myself a humble guy, and uh, so sometimes even now, like I don't realize I'm an NBA. Sometimes, okay. I remember the other day I was driving the car. Uh, was it other day or I don't know? Maybe a year ago. Uh, and, uh, I'm driving the car. Yeah, the time I don't have feelings. Time and I'm driving the car. And I'm wearing this polo and has an um, NBA logo on it. And I looked in the mirror, I see the logo. I'm like, okay, I'm in the NBA. Like, I <laughs> <That's> felt great. <laughs> yes, To this day I don't. Rest. I just go like, boop, uh, do my best. But uh, well, when was the target? I don't even remember. Even when I got tra- drafted, I was so like, I, I was, like, I-, I couldn't even get emotional. Like, I couldn't even like because. Really? I- the Thinking about those days, I, obviously you are thinking about it, and he was like, "Am I gonna make it? Like, like it's so far away. It's so far away. You feel like it's so far away that like you don't believe it's real." So even when I got drafted, like I couldn't believe it. Like even I got to the team, and just it was so hard for me to believe because not so many players make it to and from my country, it's been only eight people in the in the history of Georgian basketball. So to be one of that is just. Always hard to uh, re- like digest and like really lock into that that goga like there has been like I don't know somebody said four thousand five hundred NBA players ever that has yes their yeah. play and it's like out of all these people you make it there it's, it's just it's amazing but sometimes I feel like yeah it's just a dream so yeah well okay, said.
2: how have we how have we had multiple Georgians on this team then? that's right that's Isn't right crazy we had little window right. Well, yes, I, yes. dealt, yeah, Jake was Jake was going to ask you how far was your house from Wendell's? Yeah, yes, so you that, but we
0: In Chula, we've had Chuma, yeah, Wendell.
2: Chula, <laughs> <to her. laughs> oh, we had Zaza Zaza Petulio uh, uh, <laughs> a years ago was on our team, and and we yeah, got Zaza. Get drafted here, yes, and here yes, is first year. I mean, we we know Zaza really well, and yes, that, that, here's Peter. Here's you.
1: That's actually amazing. Yeah. that when I think about it, that that's amazing. There's thirty teams. There's eight players that has ever been drafted, and two yes. of us have played for this team. And uh, it always uh, brings joy to your heart. Like I and yeah, I don't know. It was just Orlando loves Georgia and people. I like
0: guess <laughs> I guess that's what it is. Well, I guess, I think Stepania was the first one, right? He was the first, and then Zaza was the first, right? The first that uh, came to Orlando. Did you? Did you? You must have been a fan of Zaza. I mean, might, that must have been he must have been huge back home. Yeah, but when he got drafted, I was obviously really oh, sure, sure. Or
1: I, I wasn't here maybe <laughs> planned yet. <laughs> and right. uh, thank you for that.
0: <laughs> That's right. It makes us feel old. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, you know, but as you get older, you know he's here playing. It, it must yeah. have made it seem a little bit possible that maybe you could make it. Yeah, I never uh, really watched the NBA.
1: Um, NBA games but it was always national team it was for us it was first national team that it was any, anything else so then there's just so many guys that like grew up watching zaza and uh, all the other guys that's 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 what made, makes you fall in love with the basketball those you know big names and zaza was obviously the one of the biggest so um and then he won two rings with the warriors uh, right. makes you know the uh, most accomplished, you know, uh, player in the history of basketball, so it was amazing. And uh, he was always like, I think that's a little spark that it's like, okay, he was just like you, same country, same uh, possibilities, uh, more or less. And then he made it out there, so you can make it out there as well. So that was always a little spark, uh, in all, all the Georgian basketball players' lives for sure.
0: That's great. And now you get – I got to think nobody appreciates the opportunity that they get more than you, right? So now the opportunity this year, you come to Orlando. uh, You you know, At the end of last year, you kind of don't know where your career is going to take you, but you get an opportunity here in Orlando. You play a little bit, and then this year you start 31 games. You're having a career year. Everybody gets hurt, and you're one of the guys, Goga, that keeps this whole thing afloat. This whole season could have gone completely south with all the injuries, right? Wendell and – you lose Franz for eight games, but you're one of the guys that steps in and keeps this thing going, right? How much pride do you take in that, and how great has this opportunity been for you?
1: I wouldn't call, I would say that I'm keeping this, uh keeping this low, but I'm helping a little bit for sure. uh But uh yeah, last year, uh, I think with four years with the three and a half years with Pacers, and uh you know, or COVID the year, everything is just just happening uh, with some things happening in my career. Just, I just realized that all, all, all you have to really ask the God is being healthy, your, your loved ones being healthy, your family being healthy. Cause if you're not healthy, like none of this matters. If you're gonna have double, double, or if you're gonna not right. score, it or none of this gonna matter if you're not healthy. So, uh, just all, all it was for me, everybody was like, oh, you're gonna kill next year. Like if you get the chance, you are going to I'm like, oh, just. I want to be healthy. That's all I want to do, and my family to be healthy. And now, um, you know, I signed with the uh, Orlando this uh, summer. I know that I'm gonna be here. And it was for me. It was never like okay, you're gonna play first, whatever. Like you're gonna start. Obviously, you, we know the rotations. We know what it's gonna be like. But uh, you know, I knew that I had to stay ready. That's what I learned during these four years, last four years. That I had. You have to stay ready because guys get hurt uh it's bad obviously but guys get hurt you got to step in and be ready for uh for anything like you got to be ready to play 48 uh if it's necessary so for me to see this uh trust also obviously I play great but uh the trust you get from your teammates it's like nobody was really like surprised It wasn't like oh goga like you were playing out your damn mind you know like I don't right. play like that obviously but uh nobody was like surprised everybody knew what i could do what i could bring to the table i feel like that's why i'm here and uh you know bringing the toughness you know just making right plays not doing too much not doing not making too many mistakes i think that's what we needed uh and for us to do great nine game win streak uh you know everybody talk about us being part of that is is amazing and also we got long season uh uh, i don't know how many 38 39 games left it's so much it can change and uh, uh just gotta stay ready i'm blessed that i'm healthy i'm blessed that i have amazing teammates amazing coaches that it's not just talk like they're really amazing like they make life easier and uh help you through this long long season and uh, to get through uh, through it so just i love my teammates this team this team is gonna be
0: in my heart forever for sure that's awesome. Uh, you're fifth in offensive rebounding percentage, third in defensive rating. I mean, you've, you've, you're have you one of the league leaders in different categories. But the last thing I got to ask you, Goga, and then we'll let you go, and we really appreciate the time. Uh, we're excited about where this is going to go. I think you've made a lot of friends and a lot of fans here in Central Florida. There are a lot of Bataze fans uh, that love when you get on the floor. Um, but I think one of my favorite stories is the Green Goblin story. Can yeah, you I tell every, right? <laughs> you got to tell, you got to tell everybody the Green Goblin story. That's one of my favorites.
1: Mm-hmm. Dude, how, how it started. Right. Um, so it was training camp. Obviously it's a lot of guys and this uh, usually three or four teams. So it's like, uh, it's first unit, second unit. So they're wearing black jer- black uniforms. Uh, and the second, uh, second lineup is wearing white. And then we had the we had the green uh green little overshirts that we was wearing. It was uh, me, Anthony Black, Caleb Houston, Chuma, and
0: Jeff, was of, it Jet I think Jeff was a Jet. Jeff might have been late.
1: It was won. Jet, we lost yeah. one of the Green goblins, but he's always <laughs> been goblin. He's Green, <laughs> green, green uh, Goblin for, for life. life.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, for <laughs> sure. And then uh, we was wearing uh green jerseys, and it was uh we was like playing really good, to, uh, like together, you know, like okay, beating black team, being white team. Uh Not always,
0: but we was bidding them once. Yeah, wow. well, some of those made us nervous. We were watching training camp, and we <laughs> said, "Oh, this this <laughs> this team shouldn't yeah. be winning like this." But it was yeah. impressive. It was impressive. Yeah, we was hustling, and then we was bringing the energy. And I was like, "Okay, let me call this group like
1: something. I got like like I gotta bring something up so to to bring the joy to it, like to to be funny, you know, people to talk about it." And then Green albums, and then we we kind of. We, we keep saying this till this day, like AB goes in the unit and then we make fun of him. We'd be like, oh, you're not a green goblin. No more. I was starting and they were like, oh, you're not a green <laughs> goblin no more. Now you're starting, like you forgot about us. Like, Yeah. but um, that's, that's a little, little thing. And now Caleb played great or I, I played good AB and everybody's like, yeah, hey, green goblins. So uh, I think that's amazing. You know, it brings a little more fun to the season. So we've been doing amazing, I think. People should look uh, look at our numbers. Like together, yes, I I said it. I don't think anybody's bidding
0: us. So yeah, I love it. And they had three Green Goblins starting six games in a row. Okay, this has been a this has been a blast. We really appreciate it. Good luck rest of the way. It's been fun to this point. We can't wait to see what the second half of the season looks like. Best of luck. Sure, for sure. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. That'll do it for this edition of Magic Pod Squad with Goga Batase.